the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, folks, on this Monday. Very delightful outside. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's Monday. It is September 13th. What a weekend it was. Absolutely ideal weather. And it was highs and lows of the the uh, incredible 20, 20th anniversary on Saturday of September 11th. And then, of course, uh, yesterday was the debut of uh, Mac Jones with the Patriots. Just a, a really action-packed. The weekend actually started Friday night. I want to say uh, good, after, good afternoon to everybody. And that was the first Centervale, uh, Centerdale. Uh, North Providence section Autumn Fest, and it was just fantastic. Uh, folks, good afternoon, one and all, and everyone tuning in on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, Petro.com. We do, this is on Facebook, we call this the Midday Report. Good afternoon to everybody tuning in on our Facebook page at Sean DePetro Show. And folks, this portion of the program is we kick things off. PR landscape materials and garden center fall is definitely in the air. Feels like fall, even though it is still summer, but they are ready. Homegrown mums kale, absolutely outstanding this year. Mums from 4-inch, 12-inch pots, 10 12-inch hangers, 12-inch patio pots, 6 to 9-inch kale assorted colors, 4 to 6-inch ornamental peppers, pumpkins, straw, cornstalks, gourds, sugar pumpkins, fall decorations, so much more. Fall is really the best time, folks. Also, remember to plant trees and shrubs because less watering is needed because it just doesn't get as hot. Screen, loom, crushed stone, mulch still available. Pickup and delivery and gift certificates are available. They're Rhode Island's number one garden center. They're calling your name. It's PR. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop off and see them. You know, I popped in there yesterday and... God, they are just stocked right off of Route 4. It's 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Well, folks, again, it's 1208 in the Ocean State. And, of course, obviously, Massachusetts, Connecticut. People listen everywhere online. You can always visit the website, depetro.com. Depetro.com, which is brought by Endzone Sports Pub. I popped in there yesterday. I did. 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Dana and crew. Folks, what a great place to watch the game. Great crowd uh, for the late afternoon debut of Mac Jones. Stop in there. They'll be going tonight for Monday Night Football. 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Dana, what a great place. I'm going to be back there to watch some Patriot games. And going forward, folks, I will invite you to join me there. But, um, you know, it's plenty of easy parking. It's a nice crowd. Very intimate, and then you have the you know the screams. They and I love they have the red zone right there, so you can see anytime another game, or even when you're watching the Patriots game, and then they get into the end zone. Stop it and see them. End zone sports pub, nine sixty Menden Road, Cumberland, and you can also uh, look for them on Facebook. What a nice crowd that was there yesterday. A lot of excitement. There was good buzz for for Mac Jones. Well, folks, there is a lot of news on this Monday. I want to start off. Uh, before I talk about the situation with President Biden, obviously under fire, and uh, and rightfully so, folks, right, rightfully so. I thought it was big over the weekend. If you saw when President Trump uh, visited around Ground Zero after Biden had left, and the the first responders, I mean, they were all chanting his name and clamoring, and uh, wanted photos with him. And I will. Um, we're going to get into also the. The story, I mean, it's it's terrible, but the Barrington police sergeant who has died of a battle of COVID and uh, and what some of the, the chief and others are saying. But I just wanted to start off, and you heard us discuss it last hour. And I'll tell you, folks, this, this is, and through their almost own doing a little bit, but, you know, Governor McKee, he's just not doing himself any favors with the latest now, and that is his... You know, former now chief of staff, Tony Silva, grabs 53000 in state payout, unused vacation and sick time. There's just no end to the money grab. I'll tell you, folks, when Governor McKee came in, when he took over. And remember, he's just fulfilling Gina Raimondo's term of office. He has not been elected to anything. 
He has not elected anything. And if this is the way it's going to go over the next year, his primary is in one year. He's going to be in a Democrat primary. Whoever wins that primary is looked upon that they are, in fact, going to be the next you know, governor. Uh, right now, there is no Republican candidate. But aside from that, but Governor McKee, and I've said this. And there's like another example of this. He and his and you're starting to hear this term, the Cumberland cronies. I think he came into the job with the right attitude. Uh, There's I want to be very clear. There's absolutely no allegation or evidence that he has done any anything wrong or participated in any type of wrongdoing, anything like that. But it's the people around him that seem to be on, you know, him taking over as governor for, at the time, Governor Raimondo, now Secretary of Commerce Raimondo, who is in the news, by the way. I'm going to play some sound of her. But to me, I looked at it as someone who he's been waiting. He ran, was the mayor of Cumberland, as you know, then ran, lieutenant governor, two terms. Second one, not an easy race. He had to put up with a lot of nonsense with being kind of the As he said, I am a backup quarterback on no team. Like, they don't include him. She never would acknowledge him or include him. And, you know, it takes a certain temperament to stay focused on the the ultimate goal, which he did. And when he finally took over the office, I saw Governor McKee at the time as this is someone who, again, he's not an old guy, but he's not a young guy. I think he's going to be 70 or just turned 70. And... You know, to me, he was seen as someone like, wow, this guy could be governor for for 12 years. Excuse me, 10 years, two terms, year and a half filling out Raimondo's term. And then, you know, he is he could he can run for office next fall and then run for reelection if he was, in fact, the governor. But none of that is going to happen if he continues to have his aides or people around him getting dragged down in these scandals. And it's already started to have an effect. You know, the Silva situation took a toll on the governor, and that investigation is still going on. Then last week, he cut his, he didn't have a press conference last Thursday, which seemed odd because he he needs to be out there. There's a lot of things to touch on. And then they just seemingly felt, nah, let's let's cut back his appearances with the media, which is not the solution, by the way. The solution for me, and I know a lot of the McKee people or the family members listen to the program. <clears throat> the solution is to get better people around him. Uh, if the if you're cutting back having press conferences, because he was having <clears throat> Tuesday was his normal just anything goes press briefing. And the Thursdays were focused on COVID. So now they're just going to just once a week and they're going to rotate, um, even though there's. He was getting coverage and the media was going. It's not like no one is showing up. But it certainly seems as if the reason why he's cutting back is because he felt that he was furthering stories because he was almost like too readily available to the media. And that's, you know, that tells me they're in like that shows me or I think it shows that they're kind of in a bunker mentality that their reaction is, oh, we got to we got to cut back on how much he's talking to the press when that's really not the problem. The problem to me is not almost like he's overexposed with the press. The problem is his people keep, uh, you know, he's getting unflattering stories and then he has to be available. All I'm saying is with Governor McKee, the solution should be, number one, he either needs better people around him who can advise him and they need to cut back on the scandals. This is not, you know, this is not a situation where the media is to blame. There's no one out to get him. Uh, From what we understand that there's almost a little bit of an attitude that has taken over that for some reason he thinks that other campaigns, maybe like Nelly Gorbea or General Treasurer Seth Magazina, that they are fueling a lot of these stories. I don't, I mean, that. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's his problem, by the way. I think it's his problem are they're just giving ammunition to, to the media, whether it be the Silver Story or, 
you know, now you have those people that are friendly with him and political insiders, and they grab a $6 million contract. Now, you know, the governor seemed to think like, gee, why, why would anyone think that there's something wrong with this? You mean the fact that someone formed a company the week that you became the governor, and then out of the box, they land a $6 million state contract. First, they bid $9 million, and then they get another one. So I am going to talk about that. But folks, I also want to play, this is the story, the Barrington, this is sad, but this uh, Barrington sergeant who has died in, in the media, they did ask him about whether or not he's been Sour, vaccinated. The Barrington Police Department mourning the loss of one of their own this morning. Police say Sergeant Gino Caputo passed away over the weekend on September 11th after contracting COVID-19. And 12 News reporter Kayla Fish is live at police headquarters in Barrington with the details this morning. Police say Sergeant Gino Caputo had been battling COVID-19 for five weeks. He passed away Saturday morning, surrounded by his wife and his family. Now, Barrington's police chief shared the news of Sergeant Caputo's passing on social media over the weekend. According to the chief, Sergeant Caputo served on the town's police force for 27 years. Black bunting has been draped over the public safety building here in Barrington, as well as a cruiser out front. Law enforcement from throughout the state sending their condolences to Sergeant Caputo's family, as well as his brothers and sisters in blue. Governor Dan McKee putting out a statement on social media saying he and his wife are sending thoughts, prayers, and deepest condolences to Sergeant Caputo's family and loved ones, as well as members of the police department. The statement went on to say, quote, we thank Sergeant Caputo for his service. He will be deeply missed. Now, the police department says that funeral arrangements for Sergeant Caputo are still in the works. Live in Barrington this morning, I'm Kayla Fish, 12 News. Now, they didn't include it that time. They didn't include it that time. But I know that Channel 12 did post where the chief mentions that this sergeant was not vaccinated. And I don't know why they decided not to include that in that report. Maybe they got some pushback. But here is the original piece that they posted. I, I don't believe he was. To that topic, um, I fully support Sergeant Caputo's right to make that decision, and also his decision based on the facts as he saw them. Uh, you know, and I think that's that's really the essence of it. You have a right to make a decision, and I respect his right to make that decision. And it doesn't take away from just how tremendously sad it is for this Barrington Police Department, for the town, and for really the many friends and law enforcement that he had. I think it's very telling about the kind of person Sergeant Caputo was. Uh, late August, he attended a training. Uh, the topic of the training was officer wellness, survival, uh, suicide prevention, and just I think he really cared about the cops that he worked with. And I, and I think that's uh, how I'll always remember him. Someone who was 27 years in the police department. Now again, what, what is ironic about this, folks, is, and the reason I want to point it out, um, the reason I want to point it out is, you again, these are the mixed signals. <clears throat> these are the mixed signals. They're, Governor McKee, and there you have the, the chief, they're not using this to remind or say, see, this is why people need to get vaccinated. He is saying, hey, that was his choice, which apparently it was. Uh, they they've decided not, but you just wonder. It, it also doesn't blend with the fact that Governor McKee keeps talking about the 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 vax mandate. Number one, number two, the fact that frontline workers are going to lose their job on October first if they don't get vaccinated, and the clock is ticking on that. Even though they've come up with this, I don't know what this. Um, Agreement is basically that, you know, if you're not vaccinated on October 1st, then you have 75 days you go on unpaid leave that you can get it. I don't I don't know what to make of of that as the fallback. But my point is, you know, there. why isn't the governor saying, see, this is why if he feels that strongly about it, hear me out right now, folks, it's 1220. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. If, if Governor McKee feels that strongly about it, 
why isn't he using this as a time to say, see, this is why everyone needs to be vaccinated. Because behind the scenes, that's what they're saying. Behind the scenes, they are saying if this sergeant had been vaccinated, he wouldn't have died from COVID. They're saying that behind the scenes. But they won't come out. So this happens. This sergeant in Barrington, you know, folks, just just as you hear about frontline worker, five week battle against COVID. And then the chief goes on to talk about he was at an officer wellness program. I mean, the mixed messages coming out is, is just the irony is unreal. You would think that Governor McKee would go out of his way to say, see, this is why we are pushing for people to be vaccinated. But they're not. You know, they beg off that. He won't say. So Biden is saying federal workers must be vaccinated. Federal workers must be that. But but Governor McKee is not saying, I don't know about the state worker mandate yet. It's the mixed messages. I don't think it's helping the situation. Now, you also just heard I believe in the 12 o'clock news, and now this is making news. <clears throat> Folks, now they're saying that they don't think that you need the booster shot. This is the type of state, you know, Fauci supports mandated air travel vaccines. But now they're coming out saying, we're not sure that you need to have the booster shot. Like, what, what is it going to be? Where is this going to go? You can't keep giving the public mixed messages and information. This is just adding to the confusion. You know, things right now, things are not getting better. Um, between, well, they, you know, and then you have, and I'll play some of the sound, but some of them are saying, see, this is good. It takes the onus off the employers, but <clears throat> this is putting employers in a bind. But I don't understand. If you're Governor McKee, then why not come right out and say, as a result of this man, we're going to have all, he's saying, all frontline workers. Now, why is it that the healthcare workers, they have to get the vaccine or they're going to, it's mandated they lose their job? You have police officer in Barrington. He's a frontline worker. He's a first responder. And there you have the chief saying that's his decision. He made the decision not to get it. And that's his right. My point is, it just doesn't mix. Because you could have officers going into, whether it be police officers or firefighters or paramedics, going into homes or places, and they're not vaccinated. So I, I just don't, the, the, the lack of consistency and, and I don't see anyone calling them out on it, which is why I want to draw attention to it. Now, I see a couple of the headlines. Dems tax rate higher than communist China. New Yorkers now could face a 61% tax hike uh, rate. $79 billion more for the IRA. I mean, that is just, folks, there are certain parts of the country that people are going to just have to decide whether or not they actually really want to live there. I mean, that's what it's becoming. And I mentioned last hour, the Pacific Northwest is one of those places. Um, at this point, I just don't understand the appeal of places like Seattle and Portland that have just gone so far. It's, it's like they're living in a foreign country with the way that their politics are, the people in elected office, uh, their attitude towards police. It, it's it's like there are fringes of our country that it's like not even America anymore. All right, folks, at 1225, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Coogie. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, summertime has been here. Some people have central air. They've enjoyed just having the temperature always the same. Other people, not so much, whether it's cooling, heating, or plumbing. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401 401- 732-6562. It's Coogie. Remember, 24-hour emergency service, R.E. Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. As Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Big supporter of a police. You can look for them on Facebook. And then the website is recooganheating.com. Plumbing, heating, cooling, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401 401- 
732-6562. Folks, as always, we have some unique stories on the website, depetro.com. And depetro.com, which is brought to you by the Centerdale. What a great time we had there Friday night. Comfort food and cocktails. Shane and his crew, the Centerdale Revival. What a fan. They were right in the center of the action for the uh, Centerdale Festival. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Delicious food. Great crowd. Place is immaculate. He's also got the ice cream place right down the street. Stop off and see them right off of 295 for the Centerdale Revival. Winner of several Rhode Island monthly categories. If you haven't seen it, I did post some of the video on petro.com And it is... Um, it is it's just terrific. So that is <clears throat> that is tragic with the situation. This is the second frontline first first responder, excuse me, from the East Bay. That's the second person that has died in a month. Now, granted, two very unusual circumstances. The first one was the Warren police officer who was uh, uh, brutal, basically executed, who was shot and killed, Brian Remy in Warren. And then now this sergeant in Barrington that has been battling COVID. Folks, I, I, I implore you, here's where I stand at 1227. All right, here's where I stand. I'm not going to try to convince anybody. I'm not going to try to um, convince anybody that they should, in fact, you know, and I've said this before, but I'm not going to try to convince anyone that you need to go out and, you know, get the um, vaccine. So what I am suggesting you do is you need to go and have a candid and frank conversation with your doctor. You need to go and have a candid conversation with your doctor and ask the questions of him or her. Whoever your doctor is, whoever is your primary care physician, I'm not saying you just walk into the emergency room. And at this point, folks, everyone should have a primary care physician, right? Whoever that person is, you need to make an appointment and go to them and be able to and and either bring someone with you or write down questions and take notes and ask a physician whether or not they he or she feels that you need to get it. Get the vaccine because I just think there's a lot of misinformation out there. I see and hear people making decisions, I should say, off of somebody posted a video on YouTube and they don't know who this person is or, you know, there's various people that they're making their decisions based on. And there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of rumor out there. I, I can see where it is confusing. Um, and I don't think the, the Biden, because I said so, um, both Biden and I've been saying this to Governor McKee, I don't think that's an effective way to do it. I don't think an effective way is because I said so. That's why you have to get the vaccine. I just, I don't think that's the way to go. Um, there are many people, maybe you're one of them right now. But, and I mean... Because I see and hear of people making decisions. <clears throat> and it's somebody in a lab coat who did a video on YouTube. One person was telling me that, you know, they're not going to get it. And it was because of a video they watched on YouTube of somebody sitting there in a lab coat, you know. And again, I'm not, I'm just, you know, do you know this person? No. Do you know someone that knows them? No. Uh, Do you know if they're a real doctor? No. Could you show me the video? Well, YouTube took it down. All right. And again, it's it's your decision. I'm just saying, I I don't know if that's how you want to make your decision. I would think that, and again, I don't. I'm not lecturing anyone. It is it is absolutely your choice. But I'm just saying, I'm hearing from some people. They're getting some confusing information, or people are tying things into. That person died because of that. And that's not always the case. You know, I'm hearing of someone that knows someone who knows someone. And the woman was pregnant. And she got the vaccine. And then she miscarried. Therefore, the vaccine caused the miscarriage. I don't know. That, that, that may be true. Maybe it's not. People miscarry. They do. It's sad. It's tragic. It's terrible. 
but it does happen. Um, so that is what I, I'm not, you know, Governor McKee treats it like, hey, listen, it's time and you're going to get the vaccine because I said so. Biden, you know, same thing. I don't think that's that's what it is. I think if you are on the fence, now there's some people that are not going to be convinced. And I've been saying that and I hear it. I hear from many of you. You're not going to. Um, no one, I'm not going to get it. No one can make me. It's my body. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I that it, it is a decision. But I'm saying just you, you want to have, I think it should be treated the same way that a lot of medical decisions are treated. You know, folks, and again, I don't want to go to because there's a lot of sound I want to play at 1231. But it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. There are, um, from time to time, there are people who, um, and it's very sad, brutal, but they are diagnosed with untreatable cancer. They go to the doctor. Maybe they put off going to the doctor. Hear me out. And they put off going to the doctor. Or sometimes there's just no symptoms. They will go to see a doctor. And the doctor says, I'm very sorry. You know, you, your, your cancer is at a stage that I, I, I do know of someone that when they finally went, the doctor said, let's not focus on stages. <clears throat> let's focus on treatment. Also didn't say he could cure the person. Let's just focus on treatment. So my point is, now there are some people that when they get that news, they go and get a second opinion, which they should do, by the way. And maybe they get a third opinion, which, again, they can do. Hear me out. Now, two people that I know that I'm just thinking off the top of my head, both of them, unfortunately, passed away pretty rapidly after those conversations. After those conversations. Now, there are other people that then seek people who say, off the beaten path, I can treat you. I can cure this. And, you know, I often think of years ago, it was at least, um, let me think when it was, um, right around, I think, oh, I don't remember exactly. It was at least 10 years ago, but there was a guy who went to federal prison. He worked for a carpet company and he then opened up an office and he had a medical diploma that he bought online hanging in the office. He wore a lab coat and I think it said Dr. So-and-so. Keep in mind, he had been working for a carpet company and he had this green drink that had a mixture. It was like a, a shake and it was a mixture of like Gatorade and then the people would get like a a steam massage, and then I think it had some kind of tranquilizer in the drink. And listen, when the cancer patients went to him, and these were people that were told by doctors, there's nothing we can do. It is inoperable. You know, that is a tough conversation to have. You have cancer. All all we can try to do is keep you comfortable. Um, but this person would say, I can treat this and did blood work. And, oh, look at there in the cells. We're going to repair that. The people were elated. Can you imagine? You know, you go to one person who says there's nothing I can do for you. You go to the second person. They say there's nothing I can do for you. Third one. I mean, he's got a diploma that says that he bought it online. It's it's off some medical school off the coast of Africa. They don't ask a lot of questions. You know, I went for a massage, the person would say. It was like a steam massage, and he gave me this green drink, and I feel better. And then, folks, you know, the, the people were dying several weeks later, but after paying thousands of dollars to quote the doctor. This guy had an office in um, Cranston. I think he had an office in East Greenwich. He was sentenced to 10 years in federal prison. There are people in Mexico and all different, all over. You know, these are the, I can treat you. So all I'm saying is for some of the people that have questions about the vaccine, I just think, you you know, you need to deal with 
a medical professional. You owe it to yourself, to your family. If you go, and, and it's, it's very tough. I've met many of you. I was at the protest at the hospital and at the water fire, and there are a lot of young nurses, a lot of young nurses who, um, who right now they're thinking of, you know, they want to start a family, um, and they have a lot of questions about the vaccine. And that's why I really think, you know, that is not, that's not an easy situation. That is a tough one. Um, but I advise you, you got to talk to a doctor. For these types of decisions, I'm just saying, this is my position. I don't think that's something you decide off of a video that was taken down off YouTube of somebody wearing a medical coat and someone you've never met, you've been around, you don't even know what state they're in, when it was filmed, what country. Um, I just think something that important, you know, it should be along the lines of, would you have your own medical care done that way? And I think most people would say no. There are a lot of mixed messages out there. Um, for for some people, I, there's, there's just this glob of misinformation. And I don't think the the whole thing of the, uh, you know, because I said so, I don't think that's the effective way to go. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by our friend Jack Calvino. That's right, attorney Jack Calvino. Now listen, if you're listening right now, it's 1237, it is Monday, it is one, and maybe either you or a family member or a friend or someone you work with, if you were in an auto accident or maybe involved with some kind of a slip and fall, workplace injury, domestic abuse, dog bite, folks, fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400, 401-785-9400, or online at fightbackcalljack.com. Jack Calvino, he's the fighter. If you or a member of your family or a friend or coworker, you know of someone, and they were in a car accident or involved with some kind of a slip and fall or maybe a workplace injury, folks, they're suffering. They are entitled to be compensated for their suffering, for their injuries, for everything that has happened to them, turns their life upside down. But in a perfect world, the other party would say, we're going to give you exactly what you're entitled to. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. That's why you need the fighter, Jack Calvino. 50 years personal experience, 100 years total combined for staff, 401-785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's 1238 on this uh, Monday, September 13th. So I want to play, I played a little bit uh, last hour, but I think Chris Christie, Governor Christie, was um, right on the money talking about Kamala Harris. And then I'm glad that finally, I want to give credit to Brian Kilmeade, because there is this narrative out there that the biggest problem with people that won't get the vaccine are Trump supporters. They're to blame for this whole thing. And finally, you know, you don't hear this by Biden. You don't hear this by our local, whether it's Governor McKee or Dr. Scott. But the largest group of people that are not getting the vaccine are not only African-Americans, but African-American men. So, so the, you know, they, they refuse to take the politics out of this whole thing. So Brian Kilmeade mentioned this this morning on Fox and Friends. And I want to play it because it's just no one is talking about this. You know, I've mentioned it. They instead want this narrative that the problem are, you know, in the states with Republican governors and it's Trump supporters. And here it is. 52%, excuse me, yeah, 52% oppose these uh, vaccine mandates, 48% in favor, and over 70% of Republicans are not in support of these mandates. Did you get vaccinated? I got vaccinated, and the only reason I got vaccinated, Brian, is because I knew that I'm on a foreign affairs committee on armed services, and I knew that Nancy Pelosi was not going to let me travel on CODELs, on congressional Mm, delegations, if I didn't get it. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have got it because I'm otherwise pretty healthy. And I'm not anti-vax. Don't take it that way. I encourage my parents to get it. I told my sister to get it. It was immunocompromised. I think that everybody should look uh, really seriously at getting the vaccine, and there's a lot of people that need to get it because this virus is, is the real deal, but there are some people that need to be able to 
make that choice for themselves. And some people are at low risk, and if they don't want to get it, they should have the freedom to not get it. Just to follow up on that, uh, Dr. Uh, Ronnie Jackson, usually people go to doctors for their personal medical. For example, now there's going to be a shot available for kids five and up. I don't want a politician telling me what to do with a five-year-old. That should be parent and pediatrician. I'm sure you agree with that. And also, when the President of the United States is losing patients. He's losing patients with PhDs. They are one of the largest section of people who aren't getting the shot. Medical workers as well as African Americans because only 4 of 10 have gotten the shot. Why doesn't the president call out African Americans who put him in office yep. and yell at them to get the shot? That's right. That's right, Brian. You know, like I said, I'm not an anti-vax at all. I mean, I think there's, I don't know of any bad side effects from the shot. However, we don't have any long-term data on this. I am absolutely, positively, 100% opposed to giving the shot to our kids. They don't need it. They are not dying from it. Their hospitalization rates are low. If they get sick, they don't die from it. You know, finally, someone calls it out. And you don't hear anyone talk about, and certainly not locally, that... You know, African-American people, four in ten, four in ten, only four out of ten are getting the vaccine. Now, earlier today on MSNBC, who's the guest? That's right. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. Let's hear it. People who continue to say they're forced to get vaccinated here. There's always been a choice. If you do not want to get vaccinated, you can work from home. You can homeschool your children. You can shop online. So where is this coming from? People saying, I'm now being forced to be vaccinated. We never forced vaccinations on kids in school. If you didn't want to vaccinate your kids, you could homeschool them. And people have done it for years. You're exactly right. Nobody's being forced. In fact, if you don't get vaccinated, you just have to get tested on a weekly basis. But the reality is the science is crystal clear on this. Get it, get vaccinated. These vaccines are incredibly effective. They're effective, they are free, they work, and we just, it's unacceptable. It is unacceptable now that people aren't getting vaccinated. We need our kids in schools. We need the schools open. We need people to get back to work. We need people flying on airplanes. We need people in restaurants. We have too many Americans still out of work. And this is a simple, effective uh, shot in the arm, if you will, that our economy needs. And there's no reason not to get vaccinated at this point in time. That being said, you're not being forced. You can work from home. You can get tested on a weekly basis. Uh, so I just think this is just smart public policy and great leadership by the president. You know, that is, um, uh, that is, you know, I mean, come on. We're not forcing people. It's just you're going to have to work from home. And then if not, you're going to get tested once a week. Um, I, 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 you know, but then to try to say we're not forcing anyone. I don't understand the, the consistency there. Folks, right now at 1244. On this Monday, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say, when your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. He'll repair washers, dryers, dishwashers, refrigerators, stoves, uh, ranges, disposals, compactors, microwaves, space heaters. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He'll come to your home. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096, 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Senior citizens discounts are available, Saturday appointments are available, and all work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 96. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, folks, is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. Now, remember, water damage, storm damage, fire smoke damage, mold remediation, Soul Source Restoration, 401-712-2700, 401-712-2700. There's a direct link right at the website which is uh, dipetro.com for S-O-L-E, soulsourcerestoration.com. I played this last hour, and the media won't highlight this enough. 
But Chris Christie was exactly right. Uh, you can't suddenly, suddenly just start to um, say, well, this is all because of President Trump. As he, as he uh, mentioned and brought out the fact yesterday, the whole vaccine hesitancy started last year on the campaign trail. Right with Kamala Harris. ...of these vaccines started back in the presidential campaign. And it was started by Vice President Harris, you know, who said that I will not take a vaccine um, that's approved by Trump or by Trump's regulators. That put this in a totally different area that allowed it to be politicized. And that politicization is continuing now. And, and third... I really do think that your question uh, to the Surgeon General was on point. Um, this is going to harden opposition. Uh, sometimes when you're a leader, you have to go in and use a sledgehammer. And I've been known to do that when I was governor. Sometimes it's appropriate. But this one was not the time to do it. We have to be persuasive. We have to continue to persuade. And I know that's How do you respond to the argument that that wasn't working? And that when you look at the mandates, whether it's the Veterans Department, whether it's DOD, whether it's the workplaces like Tyson's that Dr. Murphy uh, cited, that when you have the mandates, they work. Look, working for the government and ordering government workers to um, have to have a mandate, there is one thing. Extending that to two-thirds of all the jobs and making it either get vaccinated or not. It's also contradictory logically, George, because what they're telling us is by all the data that vaccinated people are very, very well protected from anyone who's unvaccinated and who has it. Yet they're saying to us, we have to do this to protect you. Well, that's protecting the unvaccinated from the unvaccinated. They're making choices. You know, again, um, Chris Christie is the first one, folks. To point that out, that as much as the media doesn't want to get into it, the politics of this started with that. The politics started with candidate Biden and Harris showing that and basically verbalizing that they were somewhat uncomfortable, somewhat uncomfortable and hesitant to get what they said was the Trump vaccine or anyone connected with the Trump vaccine. So listen, if you want to focus on that, there's some people hesitant and there are to get it. That's one thing. But but don't try to just say this is a result of uh, these are the, just the Trump people. As um, has been pointed out and finally someone is starting to point it out, you know, you can't have it both ways that Kamala Harris you know, big leader in the black community with African-Americans. That is a huge portion. As a matter of fact, uh, Fox and Friends said four in 10. I think with African, African-American men, it's even higher than that. And close to home, something that certainly drew a lot of attention was former Patriot quarterback Cam Newton was not vaccinated. Now, Cam Newton, who very high profile had covid He was actually never the same after he had COVID. He may have been um, saying, I feel I have antibodies and therefore it would fight it off and I don't have to get vaccinated. But the biggest high profile African-American male in this area up until, you know, recently was, in fact, the, the, the quarterback of the Patriots. And he refused to get vaccinated and no one would write about that. No one in the media would really highlight like, gee, is that causing other African-American men not to be vaccinated? Because from what I understand, that is the largest uh, demographic of people. Hear me out. It's definitely African-Americans, but it's even higher with African-American men refusing to be vaccinated. But no one will talk about that. They certainly won't talk about it locally. They certainly won't talk about it locally. And much like folks, you know, Dr. Scott, they don't like addressing things like that. They like to talk about equity. And last year, there was a series of stories of both African-American reps that said they wouldn't get the vaccine or the amount of illegals that were afraid of getting the vaccine. And that's never talked about. Right. They'll go after the frontline workers and chastise them and lecture them and criticize them. But they won't do the same for people in the black community. Folks, at 1250 on this Monday, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Jamie's Power Wash. Call them today. 401 
401-837-4545. For Jamie's Power Wash deck staining, it's Jay Freitas Construction, 401-837-4545. And he is just fantastic. You can also find him on Facebook, and then the website is jamiespowerwash.com. Folks, the nice weather is going to continue. I mean, I see people use their deck and the outside, at least I do, well into November. But you want to get rid of some of the dreaded green stuff that is there, some of the algae that can form. And with all this rain and the humidity that we've had and just the weather, it can build up. Contact, he is just fast, professional. Power washing, deck staining, pressure wash, your vinyl siding, remove the dirt, mold, mildew, bugs, deck staining, uh, deck sealing, homes, decks, gutters, concrete. It's Jamie's Power Wash, J. Freitas Construction, 401-837-4545. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, it is Juan. Now, normally, as I mentioned, normally tomorrow, Governor McKee would have his... Um, have a press briefing that they're just not doing that right now. And I think he is um, the reason why he's not doing it is, in fact, seems to be because they've they've just got um, they've caught some some bad publicity. And then as a result of that, uh, as a result of getting some some bad publicity and feeling that they weren't handling media stories that well, uh, as a result of that, he is cutting back on his media exposure. I don't think that's what it is. I think um, that Governor McKee, you know, he came in with a certain team and he lost his chief of staff. He, someone else within his education has resigned who was spending, I guess, a lot of time. I, I think he's got to make some decisions about his staff in going forward. You don't want a lot of turmoil, but... There's something missing in the link with um, with Governor McKee. It's either, you know, it's either with him or as far as who's advising him. I'm not convinced he has the best team around him that is advising him right now. I'm anxious to hear what they say about this Barrington police sergeant. He did not get vaccinated. Um, He has died from COVID. And. I'm just curious if they're going to, if they're not going to use that as an example. He's 58 years old. Gino Caputo died in the hospital. And then the chief of police was saying it was his decision. Here's the the, the uh, Barrington police chief said he was not vaccinated. He had a right to make a decision, and I respect his right to make that decision. So, but... Governor McKee put out a statement on social media sending thoughts, prayers, condolences, but doesn't mention the fact, and I'm not saying that the governor should be like, I told you so, but, you know, I I don't understand the message from the McKee people that on the one hand, they are insisting frontline workers are going to lose their jobs unless they get vaccinated. And then on the other hand, They have a high-profile death, a 58-year-old police sergeant, and who the chief, and I'm not sure he, what went into the decision to reveal that he was not vaccinated or how the family feels about that they've revealed that this 58-year-old Barrington police sergeant was not vaccinated. We don't know if he had any other underlying health issues. We don't know um, if he was obese, although in the photo it doesn't seem to be, but there's still a lot, you know, we don't know about that. So, but they are choosing to just say he didn't, he was not vaccinated and he died from COVID. Um, But I think it begs the question, if that is the case, And Governor McKee is going to force and put this mandate, which he has, on the health care workers. Then why isn't he doing it for state workers? Why isn't he putting a mandate forward for every first responder? The answer can't be, well, because they have a more powerful union. And it's starting to look that way a little bit. 
right? Like the firefighters spoke up and said, hey, wait a minute about this forced vaccine. And Governor McKee apparently immediately picked up the phone and contacted them and said, well, you know, let's talk about this first. So <clears throat> fear is fear. If you're going to have the frontline workers vaccine mandate, then what about the first responders? That you could certainly make an argument that they and they certainly deal hand in hand. You go to any hospital and there's always police and firefighters in and out amongst right the staff. So, I mean, it can't be the frontline workers are going to lose their job because they're just not as organized as the firefighters are. That doesn't sound like science to me. That sounds like politics. And there's a lot of politics that continue to be involved with this. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, and again, I encourage you to visit the website, DePietro.com. It's brought to you by the Coesed Inn. DePietro.com, the link right there, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. A great meal is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Delicious food. They have the big bar, huge menu, uh, something for everyone. Or you could get takeout if you like, but they're waiting for you. And online, Coesed Inn. Net. So right now it's 1257. You're listening to the John DePietro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, another story that we will talk about as the week goes along, because I'm not sure where this is going to go. But it also has to do with how about the fact the Providence Police Department may lose their accreditation. Can a civilian be a police major? It could affect their accreditation. And this is a story in the Boston Globe. So this is where you have Elorza, Mayor Jorge Elorza, deciding, you know, we're going to reimagine the police department. And the way we're going to reimagine the police department is we're going to start to have people who are not even police in positions of authority on the police department. So I want to give credit, Amanda Milkovitz, appointing a civilian as a police major could jeopardize the Providence Police Department national and state accreditation. Now, there's a lot of things that then affect them from that. And one of the things is funding. If you're not an accredited police organization, um, it certainly could you know, come up in court. And a lot of them are intended, the accreditation, public safety standards, best practices. But it also comes into, you know, if you're an accredited police department, you're then... Um, eligible for certain federal funds. And if you're not eligible, then you can't get them. So I I don't know. At some point, there's a lot of pushback. This has nothing to do with the individual. This has nothing to do with the person who's a very good friend of Mayor Lorza, who's been the rec director, who is a person of color, and he's a college basketball rep. It has nothing to do with him personally. This now has to do with you, this, this whole business of defund the police, abolish the police, reimagining policing. It's not a matter of that. Um, and it can't be a matter of that. It has to do with the fact of now that the police department is, is set up to not have civilians in the role of being a police major. So, all right, folks, next hour, a lot more ahead. Again, it's John DePietro. It's 1259. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go uh, right here on the John DePietro Show. You can listen online at the website or at the uh, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. A lot more to go. The Power Hour is next on this Monday.